Hello, fellow real estate investors and future investors. So in this episode, we did something a bit different. We were actually interviewed by Charles, a mortgage broker on Instagram. So it was a lot of fun uh, going through some history and talking about our story. So if you want to find out more about us, this is a great opportunity. And also, I invite you to call Charles. Uh, the information on how to reach him will be in the show notes. And he's a great guy, very knowledgeable, very uh, young and interested in helping out. So I'm really looking forward to seeing his growth and how his business will grow. And hopefully someday we'll collaborate. Um, right now we don't buy in Southern Ontario, but eventually we will. So who knows what the future may hold. And I hope you get some good value out of this episode. Take care, everyone, and happy investing. Um, the Lantiers uh, joined the live. Um, so essentially, um, yeah, the Lantiers, they are a successful real estate uh, investor couple out of Ottawa. Um, they invest heavily in the Ottawa region over in Quebec, and they've recently done some uh, some work also in New Brunswick. I'm just waiting for them to hop on. I don't want to give too, too much, but essentially they're going to, yeah, they're going to hop on and um, kind of uh, break down for us what, um, how they gone to real estate, all that stuff. There it is. Perfect. I'm going to ask them to join right now. Send them a request. Bingo. Let's get this party started. Hello. 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 hello bonjour. How are you guys? Good and you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys doing today? Good. And you? I know it's been a, it's been a busy day. It's been a little bit crazy on my end. I'm not gonna lie. Um, entering the new year, uh, running around with clients. You know, trying to get things closed in time. But uh, no complaints. No complaints. And yourself? Oh, busy, busy. Yeah, it's about the same. Busy. <laughs> Jennifer was like analyzing a, a deal just now, like one second. I'm like, turn it off. We're going. No off. way. <laughs> Well, was it a, so was it a good deal? Up, so it won't ring anymore. Yeah. <laughs> was it a good deal? No. No. no? <laughs> then we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. Um, yeah. So everyone, this is the Lantiers. All right. I just want you guys to introduce yourselves. All right. I'll give you guys a couple minutes to kind of introduce yourself, what you guys do, etc. Okay. Great. Well, I'm uh, Jennifer Nazi, and Francois Nazi is my husband. And we're real estate investors, so. <laughs> We didn't know who to talk first. No, it's all right. We've been investing for a few years, but very actively for the past um, 18 months, I would say, like mm -hmm. really, really intense. Oh, wow. And I actually recently quit my job in November. Yes. November 6th, I retired from the nine to five to focus on the time. Thank you for the invest in real estate and yeah, just focus on everything, real estate investments and or sometimes paint walls or change a toilet. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run after tenants and different things. So yeah. Awesome. We have a family, so two teenagers. Um yes. we live in Ottawa, East End as well. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. So that's awesome. So I wanna I wanna get this started. I, I wanna, you know, start a very easy conversation, just more or less um, how long, so how did you guys start? Why real estate, right? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> well, we, first of all, you have to go way back. So we met in school. Jennifer and I were college sweethearts. So nice. I love 1999, it. 1999, that's going to date us quite a bit, but. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so old. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, that's all right. Y2K, you know, now we have COVID, but back then we had Y2K, the power was supposed to run. That was probably before you were born, but anyway. <laughs> nah, 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 I was four. <laughs> you were four, there you go. <laughs> the power was supposed to be shut down. Yeah, the internet was going to like make everything blow go down. up. Yes. And your bank accounts were going to reset to zero. So anyway, that's how old we, we are, like before the dinosaurs. But anyway, uh, so we loved, we met and we studied interior design. So... Oh, wow. We love uh, buildings and renovations and everything HGTV. That's 
been kind of our world. Yes. I like and... the mechanics of the building as well, how it works, the plumbing, electrical. It's kind of weird. But anyway, we kind of have like a, a love for real estate that kind of dates to even when we were studying in college. Space planning. Like we love getting yes. a floor plan and seeing, okay, we can put this here. We can open this wall. And just whenever okay. we, we just love properties. A lot of people say they're into real estate for the freedom and the investments. Yes that too but we love seeing the potential in buildings and how we can right. renovate it we don't end up doing half of our ideas because if i did everything i wanted to everything would be spray painted orange but anyway <laughs> that's that's a, never sleep. yeah for sure so that's that's actually different i've never actually heard that so you actually um prefer the aesthetic side of real estate actually going in and you know designing doing the renovations and planning things of that nature and Jennifer likes looking after the boilers and the, the repair and stuff. <laughs> so, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. The, the funny mix, but she does as well the aesthetics as well. Like she likes the finishing, but she also likes the mechanical equipment and things. Like she knows all about flat roof and um, like the membranes and stuff. I don't even get what she's talking about, but anyway. Hey. <laughs> when, when it comes to analyzing dealing properties, that, that's that's important, right? In terms of how you know how much to bid. Like, those are yeah. obviously very important questions to ask in terms of when the maintenance has been done on, on the furnace or the boilers or when's the last time the roof has been has been worked on, right? Because that can be um, a big drastic change in terms of pricing. Um, yeah. So how, how well did you guys, you said you passively, you know, got into real estate a little bit, but then the last 18 months, you really started investing, correct? Yeah. So um, we kind of started off with our first house. So always doing what we call a slow flip. So we'd live in it, renovate it, and then we'd, we'd make money off of the sale and then buy another one and, and kind of keep doing that. And then one okay. of the times um, when we were selling one of our places, we had a really huge penalty, which I'm sure you know about as a mortgage broker it was like a ten thousand dollar penalty we're like no it's too much to us that yes, was, huge, it was at the huge at the time yeah so we said what are we gonna do and then i think it was the broker that actually said why don't, why don't you buy? Just buy another property and use that that pen like they'll they'll let you use the penalty, penalty as a down payment as a down payment so mm. we actually bought a little condo and had his mom as our first tenant yeah <laughs> wow that's beautiful yeah. so you so let's, let's actually, that, cause I, I want to ask about your first deal. So I think that's a perfect one to break down, right? So yeah. obviously you may not give us rough numbers, right? So do you well, broke um, obviously the mortgage, right? Was it a refinance or you sold the house completely? Yeah, we were selling our house and we ended up going with a, another um, bank More, because yeah. it was a better deal. Right. So we just thought, well, well we're paying the penalty, but we didn't get the... The final the number. The final number. So we didn't realize it was going to be 10000 Yeah, we're like, oh, it's going to be three, 4000 Not too bad. Yeah, and no then, big deal. Then she told us like 9900 We're like, okay, okay, that's a little more than we wanted to pay. Right, right. So, so, you, so you ended up selling the house? Yes. All right. And then you guys bought a condo with $10,000 down payment. No, yes, more, well, a bit we, more. We added a bit more to it, but it actually wasn't in this inexpensive condo because it was in a top. A small town, so right. it wasn't expensive. We paid one twenty, one twenty-five. Yeah, one hundred and twenty-five for the two two bedroom, eleven hundred square feet. The condo. Yes. It was a bit dated. It had like gray carpet and yeah, some pink tiles and stuff. But it had a good. It was a big space, like very bright mm -hmm. and a popular spot. And my mom was looking for a place at that time, so I'm like, well, that's an easy tenant. I mean, you. Here it is. We're gonna fix it up for you and right. let the money come in. Which, anyway, we found out it doesn't happen that way. We didn't <laughs> know about it. We didn't of course. know what we were doing. And condos really don't make much money. No. Condo fees are kind of eat up your profit. And exactly. The um, assessments that uh, end up all of a sudden you have to pay four thousand dollars for windows and yeah. you don't really get a choice to do it or not. It's just like here's the assessment. We're doing windows. Yeah, no, and, and here's the bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Three months to pay it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's unfortunate. So, were you guys living in the one bedroom and then renting out the and renting the other one to your mom, or your mom no, was renting? No, no, we had a house as well. Yeah. So we had a house. We sold our house, but we we moved a lot, <laughs> way too much. Oh, 
So the, the house was bigger. Let's say the house was three hundred thousand because where we were living. Yeah, we bought a new house for two hundred thousand. Ah, we okay. Had a hundred thousand dollar gap. Right. We broke off that three hundred thousand dollar mortgage. So mm -hmm. the bank said, "Hey, why don't you buy another place?" And it's twenty five thousand dollars more than the mortgage you have. Well, okay. yeah, you recoup most of your penalty for some reason and. Exactly. That's most of our down payments. So. Okay, no, that, that makes sense. So now you have one asset, primary residence that you're living in, and then you're renting out the And the condo, yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and stuff. Yeah, we skipped a few steps there. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's all right. It's because people are in, right? So I just want to, you know, break it down slowly. That way they kind of understand the transition. So perfect. So now you're kind of, you kind of, I would say, fell into real estate, right? Kind of yeah. by accident, Basically. you know? <laughs> Now, from there, is that when um, you started again, just kind of getting more properties? Was kind of that like, was that the light yeah. bulb for you guys to be like, uh, oh? Yeah, when we were doing the condo, which was with his mother, so we weren't making any money. But I'm like, well, so if we had a property kind of like this, but with no condo fee, that I think that we would make money. <laughs> we bought a duplex. Yeah, we bought a duplex. We're like, hey, we qualify. We still have some space. So we bought a, a, our first duplex. And it's still cash flows even now. We've refinanced it a couple of times. Beautiful. Things. Mm -hmm. And then we bought another duplex. And then for Jennifer's birthday, it was a nasty, disgusting duplex. <laughs> we were ripping out carpets and stuff. And her birthday is July 22nd. So it was like 43 degrees and... She's no, like, thank you very much for my duplex. <laughs> I love it. That's a great, that's a great gift. Jennifer, you yeah. like that, right? <laughs> yes. Um, now, for the, for the initial duplex that you bought, because you had your primary residence, um, Francois, your mother was renting out uh, the condo, all right? So how did you purchase that duplex? Was that through, um, did you have leftover from the proceeds of the home and savings, or did you save up for a little bit before you went ahead and pulled the trigger on the duplex. Like, how did you how did you acquire that? Yeah, we saved up we, a bit. We and did a refinance on our house, um, and we also got a private lender. Well, that's the second duplex. Yes. The, the first duplex was oh, our the first, cash. The first one, sorry. Yeah. The, yeah, the first one was cash. But our first duplex, listen to this, how much did we pay for it? It was $110,000. Um, so where, where was this? Cornwall, <laughs> Ontario. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can't you can't get them for that price there no, no. Like, not a good one anywhere scary one but yeah 110 so it's like the down payment you can imagine 20 percent mm -hmm. on that is very minimal very minimal so we're like yes. yeah let's do it and we were actually very blessed because it was 127 the duplex then so and our max from the bank was 110 so for, i said to Russell, we'll just put them in 110 and we'll say take it or leave it and they, and, took they it. Took it. and they took it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It on the market, off the market. The market wasn't very hot back then. So, no. yeah, it was it's on a, a few years ago. Yeah, 2016, four years ago. So it was a good time to buy. But now it's now it's probably more. That was five years ago. Five years. Yes. Sorry. That's <laughs> the dinosaur, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. So you made that transaction five years ago. Yes. Yeah. So, so this was um, near 2015, give or take. Yes. Yeah, okay, per perfect. So you it was 110,000, all right, yeah. put 20% down, so just a little bit north of 25-ish thousand yeah. give or take, right? Did you do any renovations on the home? We we uh, it was pretty much all renovated. Yeah. The okay. Did, the hot water tanks were old, so we replaced those and that was it. We changed the toilet, added a little shed and that's it. Yeah, just small things, no renovations. Yeah, it was all renovated, turnkey. Yeah, pretty much. It was turnkey. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. That would have been a good birthday gift. Yes, that would have <laughs> been a good duplex as a birthday gift. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So, so that means you were pretty much uh, give or take anywhere around thirty thousand, thirty-five, after you were able to complete all those minor adjustments mm -hmm. in, in that specific property. Yeah. Yes. Now, when you refinance for the first time. Do you remember roughly how much it was appraised for? It was appraised for, I think, uh, $159? Yeah, 159 So we pulled that. We didn't pull out a huge amount. I think $35,000, Yeah. But what was interesting is with that refi, we also got an unsecured line of credit 
at 3.5% interest. Wow. So that's the part you like because yes. another 50K, that's kind of loose and you do whatever you want with it. So exactly. that we really enjoyed. Yes. So that, that's actually very powerful. So I just want to break that down for people. So you were only yes. about thirty dollars to $35,000 all in in that specific property. And yes. how long did you wait to refinance? refinance? But, uh, uh, about two and a half to three years later. So, so two and a half to three years, you, you were able to pull the, the property went up to about 150K in value, you said, to 150-ish? Yes. So, again, that's like the power of real estate right there. So not only were you able to pull out 40 to 50K cash in hand, but the bank also um, provides you an unsecured line of credit for an additional 50K. Yes. Yeah, so 85. So we pulled, it's like a burr, but it was a slow burr. Yeah. <laughs> we like slow stuff, slow, slow uh, flip, slow burr. <laughs> and it's all right. It's all right. So now you have about, with the unsecured line of credit and the, um, and the uh, cash that you got out from the refi, now you have about, you say, around $80,000 in your hand? Yeah. So with that, yeah, so with that, uh, the, well, the 35, 40,000 that we got, we, bought our second duplex her birthday gift. Yes, my, my awful birthday gift <laughs> beautiful beautiful and was that more of a, a heavy renovation <laughs> yeah a yes. little bit more especially one unit was renovated uh yeah. and then the upper unit needed work so it was like a pink carpets and oh. uh, <laughs> yeah yes. it was bad and dark blue walls so it really needed a, a, a face but it was mostly cosmetic, so no, no gut job. Yeah. No gut job, no nothing. No kitchen. No. I mean, we could use to replace some windows yeah. and stuff, but we replaced just the handles in the kitchen. Kind of gave it a, a little bit of a facelift. New flooring, new flooring. Perfect. And was this in the same area as your first duplex? Yeah, Cornwall again, because we we liked Cornwall back then, so we're like, this is great. And Why we not? paid much more for that one, though. We paid. 250 265 265 because it's much larger the yeah. other one was two one bedroom units this yeah. one got um three bedroom upstairs and downstairs it's two plus one it's like a two two level um apartment with a walkout basement that could be a triplex at some point yes okay okay that's excellent now at this current um time we're about what 2017 2018 2018, yeah. yes. 2018, perfect. And are both of you guys still current? Uh, were you guys still currently working at that time? Yes. yes. All right, perfect. So you were using your uh, your income to qualify for the mortgages. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. We had to. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And so Jennifer, you finished work a little bit early, if I understand correctly, right? Um, you 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 retired um before Francois. No, no, I'm still working, actually. Francois is the only re retiree. <laughs> retiree. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, Francois, you just came from retiring? Yes. Yes? Yeah, Sorry. In the retirement industry, and I retired, so it's a lot of retirement. <laughs> okay, perfect. So just for some of the people out there, because they're probably thinking, well, how are you guys accumulating more properties, you know, um, with obviously a debt load under your name? Because you own multiple yeah. properties, and Francois, you're you're stepping away. Can you can you explain that process um, for those who are new to kind of investing? Like, what type of strategies are you currently using? Yeah, so I mean, at that point, we kept buying. So 2018, then we moved. We were living in a small town, Hawkesbury. It's an hour east of Ottawa. Yeah, and we sold our house there um, in 48 hours. It was insane. Like for Hawkesbury, that back then the market was super dead and. We're like, well, let's put it for sale and see what happens. And mm -hmm. it sold like that. And then we made a little bit of profit on that one. And then we bought a house in Orleans where we live, East Ottawa. Nice. Um, and then that house we bought. And within a year and a half, we made 150000 in appreciation on that house. Wow. So we refinanced yeah. it, pulled out more money, and then bought more. So it depends on the property you buy. So you can keep refinancing and I'm not sure what the bank rules are but it's unbelievable how much you can qualify for mortgage-wise I think it goes up and up and yeah. up and I think, you, I think I, uh, you can probably depending on your income dollars. get uh, four to five mortgages under your belt on your own if you're yeah. doing buys and kind of doing that uh, strategy yeah and then we we turn to after that uh, joint ventures because 
you can only get so many uh, mortgages under your, under, your, under your own name. <laughs> under your personal name, exactly, exactly. And that's kind of where I wanted to lead this conversation in because that's what people don't understand is like with real estate, like you guys said, you, you're going to tap out um, yeah. at a certain point because you can only carry so much debt load because a mortgage technically is a debt under your, your personal name yeah. before you either get into um, five plexes and up um, or, or JV. So talk about some of the, the JV partnerships, um, where you go to find them, uh, what uh, is a networking events, and then how do you know if you want to actually execute a, a transaction with, uh, with said JV partner? Yeah, so uh, yeah, joint ventures are a lot of fun. I mean, you, you find a partner and they have... It can be more than one partner. Yeah, it could be more than one. So a JV can be broken down many ways. We're yep. usually the working partner. So we find the deal, we secure the building, we, we look after like the renovations, things like that. We make sure it's a good deal. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. Yes. And then our partners usually bring in the deposit and qualify for the mortgage. But it can be broken down where the deposit could come from a third partner and then the mortgage could be someone else, like the partner number two. And I mean, you could structure it a million ways or I could put in the deposit and get someone to qualify for the mortgage. And then we put in the work. Uh, there's all kinds there of options. A lot, but, uh... And I think that the one way that we always find our JV partners is, um, well, obviously networking, yep. talking with other people who are thinking about investing, or people who don't want to invest because they don't have time, mm -hmm. have either the credit or the money, and they want to have a little bit of uh, either uh, like a retirement plan, so they're looking to get money out later, or they want to have a little bit of extra cash every month, so they use either their credit or their money to... Uh, build that wealth and we always say that it's kind of like a short-term marriage <laughs> yeah so you have to like us for so five have, years you have to be, like we like to work with people that we, we would invite for dinner yeah and perfect excellent so in terms of now the the jv partnership um just so people understand so you there's the working partner which in all intents and purposes that's the role you guys kind of like to play um yeah. so that's finding the deals, making sure it's a good deal, um, the renovations, kind of manning that front, yes. right? So let's break that down, finding a good deal. What exactly, what strategies do you, do you guys use to analyze the deal? Because I think that's one of the biggest mistakes or, or one of the hardest things to learn getting into the, in the investment game, right? It's like, how do you actually analyze a property? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so Jennifer is the numbers lady. <laughs> so yes, Jennifer. I, I do like the relationships and all the crazy projects. He's the that. artist. But what I find is um, you have to make sure that the deal is going to be in a good place. So there's at least a, um, a decent amount of market appreciation. Mm -hmm. I don't t entirely in rely on market appreciation because it can vary. It's kind of speculation. Right. Uh, it has to be in an, in an area uh, which cash flows, which is usually secondary markets. So hot markets like Toronto don't usually cash flow. No, they don't. <laughs> but it's tough. You have to yes. be very creative. And I usually go, I guess, start off with just the 1% rule. So uh, the rent should be, um, if the rent's 5000 a month, then the uh, purchase, purchase price, price should be 500000 So exactly. that kind of gives you a really quick and easy way to kind of see is it worth uh, analyzing, analyzing further and then uh, we kind of go uh, for the NOI and the ROI and see um, if it's worth worth it after going to the 1% rule. And then the more the hotter markets like Ottawa is quite hot as well. Yeah. We do what we call the 0.7% rule. <laughs> yes. So it's not 1% but 0 0.7. 0.7%. Yeah, yeah. It still means it's a good, it can still cash flow if you do it properly. Yeah. It's very tight on your expenses and your. Yeah. But you know, you're going to get that hot uh, market appreciation. Yeah, so exactly. It's close to the 1% rule, but not quite. <laughs> right. So those do exist. I mean, they take a lot of patience. We analyze, yeah. I don't know how many deals, but we're constantly looking at places and properties and nope, 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 nope. Because you have to have your number in mind. Mm -hmm. Like there's a certain budget or price per door or 
or revenue per door. And if you don't have that, then forget it because then that's a bad deal for you. Unless your strategy is something else, but that's our strategy. Right. This episode has been brought to you in part by Shea Ottawa. For all your real estate investing and real estate needs, please call Rachelle Shea from Shea Ottawa, SheaOttawa.com. And she's an amazing realtor. We've been working with Rachelle for a few years now, and she's brought us some many great deals. And she's so calm and patient, and she'll listen to you and show you some crazy properties and <laughs> sit on toilets to make sure they're up to code. Uh, she's just an amazing realtor, very trustworthy. I highly recommend Rachelle Shea. And you can reach her directly at 613-850-3948. 613-850-3948. Or on her website, SheaOttawa.com. S-H-E-A, Ottawa.com. That's it. So when shopping in Ottawa, please call Rachelle. So in terms of price per door, like what's, what's your number? What do you guys usually... Um go for it yeah it varies per market and okay. for how many like we always stick to um properties that have mostly two bedroom units because i think that that's what rents out better better, yeah. better space so, so let's say in, in ottawa we would want to be 250 a door or less uh in cornwall we'd want to be 100 a door or less 100 one, 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 125 yeah 125 yeah so it depends on, on what market that we're looking at. Moncton, more like 75 to 80K per door. Mm -hmm. uh, Detroit, mm -hmm. Michigan, 150, 125. So right. it depends where we're buying. So Exactly. Okay, so that's that's good because that's another thing where people, again, rook, uh, mistakes I see some rookie investors make is not properly analyzing the specific market or sub-market that they're in, right? Yeah. You can't just take one brush and paint all the the same uh, cities uh with the same brush because again some there's hot markets there's cold markets etc now you you mentioned a couple numbers that are really important that I, I want you guys um jennifer to break down for the audience um net operating income um just because she's the numbers girl right she's the, she's yeah, the numbers yeah, yeah, person yeah. So i want to i want to give her her flowers so the way i always remember it is net is 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 like I think of a visual net. So whatever goes through the net is is expensive. Is what's left over. So the net operating income is obviously your expense, uh, your uh, revenues less your expenses. So I think Perfect. that a lot of people don't take in, in, into consideration a few things like vacancy and, and management, management, which is really important because the, the bank when they're underwriting it are obviously going to look at those expenses. Yeah. You even if you don't have them. <laughs> yeah, you say I self-manage, you're going to yeah. put it in. And even yeah. if you say I have no vacancies, there hasn't been vacancies for years, the bank when care. they're underwriting it, like you know, is going exactly. to get that. So no matter what, you have to budget that in. Um, yeah. That way you know in terms of financing, where to it go to, etc. Yes. Okay, perfect. So right now, um, what are the markets that are, that, are, that are interesting you? Like in terms of what are you seeing right now in, in the market? Well, I think that a lot of Eastern Ontario is, is kind of where we like to situate ourselves just because it's close. And I think that it's a good market because it's close to Ottawa. But so there's lots of people that are like commuters within an hour of Ottawa. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hot and crazy everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so it seems ones. like it. We started looking across the border to Detroit, yes, that's true as well. Michigan. So, oh no way! Yeah, there's some insane stuff happening there. You can do perfect burrs and and things. So we're gonna be, I'm hoping to do maybe four of them in the next year. Well, this year, in the in the American market. Yeah. Yes. So we have a team down there, and we just you just pay cash. And then you refinance all pretty much all your money out of the deal, and then you just rinse and repeat. So you get three houses. Yeah, and the the housing market, especially in a place like Detroit, it will be like where you originally invested five years ago, right? You'll, I'm yeah. sure you can get some yeah. crazy yeah. deals. <laughs> So it's, like, it's markets like that, like you said, the markets where you were investing five years ago is kind of what you, you always have to be looking for. Right. 
Saskatchewan and, is very interesting right now. I'm, it's, it's a very flat market, Manitoba yeah. as well. So, yeah, I encourage people to look. And That's not, funny because Saskatchewan is flat. It is flat. <laughs> it is flat. It is flat. Ontario is quite flat too, and it's a really <laughs> crazy market. Yes. But, yeah, it's because of the population base and stuff. But, again, mm -hmm. you do your market research. Make sure you have good fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Get a Jennifer to do the numbers for you. So that's why <laughs> working as a couple is great. Or as a team, like joint venture partners. Each no, exactly. In a different element. One's more analytical. The other one's more pragmatic. Or And then you can, anyway, put it together and make it happen. No, for sure. For sure. And then my last question, my last question, excuse me, on the on the JV partnerships, how like what's the what's the deal like? Like, do you guys split the rents? Um, do, or do you guys agree to sell the home in a certain amount of time? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, usually we do about what, what about a five year deal. Yeah, because I think that that kind of goes with the mortgage as well. You usually have a five year term on the mortgage. Yeah, gives you a chance uh, to uh, have a lift. So yeah, if you have like any renovations to do, uh, you have time to, to taste a little bit of the market appreciation. So I think that that's always good. Uh, and usually whatever the split is between the partners, like depending on if you have credit and credit and money partners and working partners. So there's usually a split of the cash flow each month. Uh, so everyone has a little bit of that. And then also at the end of the, the term, uh, you have, every, the split of the market appreciation and the mortgage paid down. Yeah, so about 50-50. Yes. For, for everyone, equal, equal yeah. cost of board. We go equal, we keep, keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, of course, we're open to suggestions. Let's say it's a much, much larger deal or it requires a lot more cash, then we're flexible, we'll, we'll adapt. But mm -hmm. we, have, we have a partner who has a very high income, so she doesn't want any cash flow. But she'll want to have just at the end of the, the five-term year, like a, the bubble at the end. So right. A balloon payment, you call yeah. it. So. A balloon payment. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people actually want the deductions, all the expenses. So sometimes it's, it's um, yeah, it's a good JV partner. They have a high income and they want all the expenses. They actually want losses. So that's a different strategy we're looking into, like using losses on right. the accounting side. I mean, you don't want to true loss but there's some losses you can declare and it can be helpful to your partner and since i don't have a right anymore then i mean my my income is is very different so mm -hmm. i can have more income and the taxation is different too so right exactly exactly excellent so whenever you're at this point you guys are you guys have a strategy, you have your fundamentals down, um, you're pretty comfortable going in and out of real estate transactions. What, what um, would you say for investors looking in or as they um, progress along this real estate journey, um, what, they should, what should they be looking for in terms of a super team? Who are people that should be, they should be actively going out and hiring or if they find someone to make sure they keep them for, for the journey, accountants, lawyers, whether it be a broker, et cetera. What, what do you guys think are a necessity to, to have to be successful in this game? Well, I think a mortgage broker is a really yeah, important plot. Number one, because your mortgage <laughs> broker, I find uh, will, will give you some numbers. So what you can qualify for on your own. Then yes. I think it's good that you try it on your own first. Yeah. Hey, like deplete all your options that you can do on your own. If, then... you're, if you're really into the real estate investing, yeah. that's what yeah. you want to do. I would definitely start with your mortgage broker and, and go to them before you actually need the money. Yeah. Thank you. Don't, don't borrow money when you need money. Always Thank borrow you. when you don't I'm, need it. I'm happy you said that. Yeah, yeah get lines you of credit. Be, uh, you have to be prepared. Um, and because the market is so hot, especially in Ontario, you have to know that you're good. You have to have a pretty good idea of how much you're going to qualify for before you go to to the actual offer part. Yeah, right. so you have to have a good relationship with your broker. You have to have all of your ducks in a row. You have to make sure that you have you have all of, all of that done because you don't have time to fool around with that when it's actual offer time. <laughs> yeah, like our our broker, we we don't work with you yet, but our broker she knows all our numbers and all our. That's excellent. Like, just call her up and she's like, yeah, you're good for another 500,000. So you just keep shopping. We're like, yeah, yeah perfect. 
exactly. I, I was just qualified um, yesterday for another property and mm -hmm. she knew our numbers. I'm like, oh, just send me a renewal of this and that. Uh, be lender because I'm no longer employed, but mm -hmm. it still works. I still have some money coming in. So that's another alternative. The interest rate is higher, but it's not insane. It's not, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised actually. Especially, so, yeah, no, I would say, especially today, um, a few of the lenders that we work with just came out. The lowest B lender rate right now on the market is 2.7, right? So, yeah, so it's insane. Like, so that depends on your situation, obviously and your debt coverage ratio and all that stuff but exactly um it's really yeah so definitely mortgage broker i'd say is pretty much number one yeah then a good lawyer yes well number two would be a realtor yeah you need a realtor that's new enough kind of like the mortgage broker they're hungry for deals and for your business yeah if they're too but they still know enough about the market so that they're not going to be fooling around too much with things that are right so of course, yes, of course. <laughs> that's it so you need some experience but too much experience then they don't care they're like oh you're just a number so you need mm. someone that you still have that relationship okay. that's caring so same thing for your realtor you need someone that's that's interested that's hungry to sell deals or buy deals or or work with you mm -hmm. and that listens very carefully because sometimes we have some weird weird ideas but yes. it goes with the plan i mean just <laughs> don't ask questions this place is falling apart but yes we're still interested in it yeah toilets and all <laughs> um, awesome. and then i would say um good insurance so again an insurance broker as you scale you'll need commercial insurance of course and usually after like two or three properties you start becoming commercial even if it's residential properties yeah. it doesn't fit under your own because um, you want to have a um, civil responsibility liability, liability. i'm translating from french <laughs> no it's all right <laughs> vacancy insurance so and you can even insure if your rent is not being paid that can also right. be insured so it depends how much you want to pay and peace of mind and all that stuff but you need a good insurance broker yeah. um and then a lawyer yes but that's not as essential because <laughs> it depends what you do with your lawyer. So if you have like joint ventures and stuff, then yeah, you want a good lawyer. But yeah. if exactly. it's just closing deals, it doesn't matter. And we like to go local. So wherever we buy, we like to have our lawyer that's, that knows all the quirks and different things uh, in each town because each city or town is, is a bit different. There's some towns you have to go in person. And, yeah they know all that funny stuff so yes. <laughs> it's important to have local people no for sure i agree i agree so that's awesome so now that you have your your super team i have to ask you because not all of real estate is glitz and glam especially on the investing side can you yeah. talk about some maybe uh, i don't want to say ho horror stories but maybe lessons learned oh man yes <laughs> lessons learned screen your tenants <laughs> oh, yeah. there's no friends there's no friends in business. Yes. Your tenants are not your friends. No. And I think that uh, every time I, I've heard a sob story, there's usually, the sob story is usually caused by the person sobbing. So. <laughs> Run if the person has a sob story. And if you don't feel it, just move on to the next tenant because you, you're usually, you're almost always going to be right. Yeah. Keep away. Like if there's my poor kids, blah, 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 just say, yeah, you're, your uh, references didn't come through. That's the only legal thing you can say. No, 100%. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Right now, they, they, I'm pretty sure, didn't they just come out with, uh, in Ontario, the rent freeze, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. So you yes, can't in 2021, you're not allowed to increase rent. So that's yeah. why we like other markets. That's another reason. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Do, and yeah. I, that's good you gone to the American market, because the American market is... Um, is is there's a lot more the american market i find is more uh investor friendly in yes. terms of you can get away with a lot more compared to the canadian market which i'm not complaining because during covid obviously you know you want to make sure that tenants are kicked out or anything like that especially if they lost their job or anything like that. but i find that the canadian market and the ontario government um we do have a lot of laws in place to protect the tenant Right. Yeah, and, and there is a need for that, but I, I find what we have is actually working against the tenants because what yeah. they do, they're freezing their rent, 
to some people that could pay maybe an increased rent, which is preventing the um, the uh, sorry the landlord from investing in the property because there's mm. no cash flow. Right. And as things start falling apart more and more, you become a slumlord whether you want it or not. That's true. And I mean, and then you're forced. You're like, I can't invest, and I'm going to lose everything. And so that it's it's kind of a shame. So a lot of people, I think. There's some good landlords that become bad landlords because of some mm -hmm. of the laws. Right. And also, it's so backed up that even if you are a tenant that is being abused by a landlord, because there are some bad landlords, I agree. 100%. You can't get a court hearing or ruling and you're stuck as a tenant as well. Mm -hmm. So right. it's really broken. Um, mm. People like we live on the border of Quebec. The laws in Quebec are even more stringent. But the one thing is their court hearings for the equivalent of the landlord and tenant board is really quick. Like within a week or two, you have oh, wow. a hearing. And it's, yeah, that's it. You're in, you're out, whatever. But at least that's done. So I think that's really lacking in Ontario. And it's very bad for tenants and for landlords. But no, exactly. Tenants, I mean, I've seen like in other provinces where we've invested, where there's no tenant protections. I'm really awful situation people living with mold and oh wow no coming in water and mm -hmm. and they can't do anything there's no recourse so it's quite sad but that yeah no that's unacceptable the fact that the landlord did not increase their rent and it couldn't afford to repair so it just went downhill and yeah. right do you know what you, you, what you say actually makes sense and this is the first time i've actually heard that perspective before so thank you about that so that you know what that totally makes sense where a good landlord could become a poor one um, just yeah. by the nature of not being able to um, increase rent because that increased rent every year over year can be reinvested back into the property, right? Yeah, I mean, if that's the goal, like if you're increasing rent just because you're greedy and you're doubling and stuff, I don't agree with that either. Like, I'm not here to, like, gouge people. No, exactly. Find a good place, good quality, clean and good, but we do need to make a profit. It is a business when I go mm -hmm. When I go to Walmart, they make money on my purchases, but it's it's kind of a lower end store. Well, we provide like a mid or average apartment, and it's clean, it's all fit, everything is is repaired and right. Good to go, but no, exactly. Hey, we actually have a question. Let's see. Oh, it's my it's my cousin Chris. You guys are talking about the U.S. and Canadian market. Do you know um, if applied to the market overseas, like Belgium or Germany? Chris, that's a tough one. I don't think so, buddy. Unless my, I'm my guess, we haven't gone that far yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no. maybe in the future. We have not... some information about France. One of your colleagues has some properties, I think, in France. But yeah, yeah, with it's, COVID, it's a totally different story. <laughs> yeah, I just even I just know about a little bit of the U.S. market. And that's just because I'm just um, learning, just getting in uh, on a few projects out there, specifically in Florida. Um, that's okay. definitely a market you guys the market, yeah. would, um, we'll, we'll connect, we'll connect. There's a lot of cool things I'm hearing about Florida and things they're doing over there. Um, that's for JV partnerships. Um, we're seeing a lot of Canadians starting to invest in Florida. Nice. Oh, wow. That's, that's what we'd like to do with Detroit is buy a few properties and then you can sell them and then use that cash that we've created to go to Florida and buy larger properties so mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful yeah. so i really want to get to this probably my favorite part i want to know what's the end game for the for the lantier family what's what's the end game for you guys are you guys just gonna keep buying properties or give a certain goal in mind like what's the what's the exit strategy here that's a that's actually a good question because we were talking about that actually this week so i said to Foster, how many properties do you want what, what are we doing where are we going what's the what's the end to all this so what we would like is to have enough property so that we replace our, our revenues and we can either work or not uh, do what we love to do uh, and have one property for each of our kids that allows them the freedom to do what they want to do. Beautiful. And, and have one property um, where we just use that property to uh, donate, all donate the to charities. Because we're, we're Christian, so we believe in, uh, in giving to others and helping and giving back. So Beautiful. Yeah, we follow a group of investors, and they have a company. They give all the profit 
Yeah. So to, we'd to like share. to do that when, like, when we're when we get there. <laughs> yeah, when we're self-sustainable and yeah. no, exactly. Kids. Then the next one is it's all profit. We're gonna give to um, single mom, like uh, I don't know. Um, Some kind of charity that yeah. we, that we have on our hearts. <laughs> at that time, so it might be a few years, but we're yeah. getting there. Hey, do you know what? At least you're working towards, it, and I can guarantee not a lot of that's. I don't hear that answer a lot, and I ask a lot of people. Um, that question in terms of why they're getting into real estate or what's their exit strategy and their end game. And I can honestly say that's the first time I've ever received an answer. So, okay. yeah. yeah I, don't want, I don't want a Lamborghini because if it gets scratched, then I'll cry. So I don't, I don't want fancy stuff because yeah. I don't know, it gets broken. I, I get attached, so I'd rather just not have it. And just... But I think in Canada, we're so blessed. Like, if you think about it, like, it, no matter where you live, where you live or where we live, we live comfortably. No, we so do. We to live comfortably. Let's maintain that comfortable lifestyle because that's what we've become accustomed to and then help others. Yeah, because yeah. we don't need more. Like we, even the house we have here, it's ridiculous. There's rooms that you go into dust and I don't need more. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. That's, that's something I think uh, over COVID, uh, we've, uh, especially Canadians, we realize that we should be very uh, grateful um, and for the country that we have. I'm not saying that it's perfect, right? No. But, you know, clearly we look at our brothers and sisters in the South and they have their own problems that they got to, uh, yes. <laughs> they got to deal with. <laughs> um, no, but excellent. So that's awesome. I want to, the. it's about 45 minutes. So it generally times out around this time. We have a couple minutes left, but I want to give you the opportunity to give us a few last words and also... Um, if people want to reach out to you, if people want to connect with you guys, uh, where and what's the best way to do that, or how, I should say? Yeah, well, I'll let, to, I'll let Klaus was the, not the numbers guy, so I'll let him tell you. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, to, to connect, so we're, well, I'm mostly me, but I'm very active on social media, and you can find Jennifer as well. We're kind of a, a group package, so when you talk to me, Jennifer either overhears about whatever's happening, <laughs> or eventually jumps in and says, no, 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 this needs to go this way. So <laughs> anyway, on Instagram, so FL underscore homes underscore Corp. Uh, we're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. We have a channel. Uh, we're not on TikTok. It's not our generation. We'll, we'll need to look into that. I'm not on TikTok either, so don't, it's all right. Oh, wow, okay, okay. there you go. Uh, we, we are looking at, um, what is it called? Oh, it's a new thing. It's a new social Is media. Snapchat? No, not okay. Snapchat. The one I don't know. Like... I'm not into all the social media. <laughs> Honestly, I'm in the same boat. Uh, it's an audio one. What is it? Clubhouse. Yeah. We're looking oh, at Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Okay, yes. I haven't heard of that one. Yes, it's all audio. It looks really cool. But anyway, so yeah, we, uh, so yeah, reach out to us on social media. And I've actually started doing some coaching. So for people that are beginning, and that needs some help and sometimes just some guidance. So I do some kind of early coaching to help people and direct them to people like yourself that they need a good mortgage broker because they keep telling me, I want to go to the bank. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> slow down, go to a broker, not the bank. Yes. The bank does have some uh, advantages. Yes, sometimes, sometimes it's worth it. Like you've gone through your broker and now the broker tells you to go to the bank, then listen. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the bank has some funny special deal, but yeah. So you can do that. I do some consultation. Um, and also we're very active with the right club, R-E-I-T-E club. So it's a virtual uh, real estate networking club that's coast to coast yeah. in Canada. So yeah. very mm -hmm. good. And thank you, Charlie, for having us on. Yes, thank we, you so much. We enjoyed it when you were on our podcast because I found that you were so knowledgeable about um, mortgages as well. It was like, Fossil wasn't there that time. He, no. was, he was actually uh, in New Brunswick. Property. Yeah, he was in New Brunswick. I remember that. Yeah. It's all right. Um, again, I can and I can vouch. Like you guys are very active on the Re Club, uh, the Right Club. Excuse me, on your Facebook group and. Um, I see all the work you guys have been doing, and I have to say thank you, too, for not only inviting me on, but the least I could do is return to favor, because I feel like you guys have just so much value, and you're always willing, um, like, Francois, he's always on social media, you know, networking with people, and, and always answering people's questions within the Facebook group, so just for 
me, I've been, I've been able to learn so much from you guys just from that little Facebook group, right? Without ever really getting a chance to uh, talk on the phone or, or meet in person for a coffee or anything like that. So anyone who's looking to get in contact with them, I think uh, uh, Francois and Jennifer are an excellent, if you guys are doing uh, consulting and coaching, um, I'm, I, w I would vouch for 100% based off the work I've already seen. Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, 100%. And uh, also, you, um, Francois and Jennifer, do run a their own podcast, Wine and Real Estate. Yes. All right. Yeah, so we need some wine soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with the, with, the, with the lockdown. Yes. Yeah, we're not tapped out yet, but yeah, we still need more. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, other than that, any last words before, before we end this, guys? Yes. So take action. So whoever <laughs> is thinking about investing, take action. Call a mortgage broker, call someone, do one first step, and that's how you'll get started. Yeah, that's true. So people get paralyzed, like the whole analysis paralysis. I see yeah. it every day. And the easiest way to get out of that is just tell someone, hey, I'm interested in becoming an investor. So mm -hmm. reach out to Charles or Charlie. I like to call you Charlie. No, that's fine. That's fine. I like it. <laughs> But uh, our son is actually Charles, so Charles in French, and yeah, that's my real name. My grandfather was Charles Charles Charlie. Yeah. So that was his last his um, nickname. So anyway, yeah. But yeah, take action and don't be don't be afraid. I mean, this is so easy. I love it. I love I love the board of cons. Again, thank you. Um, Jennifer and Francois for your time today. Um, I hope we I hope we stay connected. I really I yeah. really do. I want to stay connected with you guys, um, and um, we'll move everything on for the future. All right, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good night. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank bye. you. Take care. Whoops. You as well. Bye now. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wine and Real Estate with us. So don't forget, you can follow us on social media, Instagram. Our handle is FL underscore homes underscore corp. You can also find us on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And um, you can also find us on YouTube on our channel. So you can see video recordings of these podcasts and more. And so until the next time, cheers. <laughs>